This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future experience with it. Today's topic was, we're doing a table read. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And this is episode number 76. 76 trombones. We did 75 uh, traditional episodes. Yes, we did. And today we want to break the form. We're going to shake things up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, you had a really, I thought, a really great idea, which is that, you know, Billy and I, as we've sort of addressed in this podcast, are writers. Yes. And write a bunch of stuff, sketches, TV pilots that go nowhere, movies, treatments for movies. That just live on our desktop yeah. computers for years. Forever. For no one to know ever. Yeah, ever. And so what we wanted to do was to kind of dust them off yeah. and have a table read with you guys today. So we are essentially going to read a script that Billy wrote, and then afterwards we're going to read a script that I wrote. We're going to lo- rope in some HeadGum friends to sort of help us flesh out the cast and just have a good time about it. So uh, the first script we're going to read is a script that I wrote. Yes. It is a pretty traditional uh, sitcom, yeah. one might say. Yes. I wrote it for you and I about five years ago. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so if the characters seem young or they're problems are immature. I wrote it about five or six years ago. <laughs> when we were young and immature. Not that we're any less young or immature. We are less young, but we're as immature. Okay, fair. <laughs> um, so the script is called The Doghouse. Yes. The show is called The Doghouse. Yes. And uh, I hope you enjoy. Okay, great. So as is traditional with all table reads, yes. we are going to introduce ourselves. Let us. My name is Billy Scafuri. I'll be uh, reading the role of Billy. That's a stretch for you, Bill. Yeah. And you're also the writer. Okay. Okay. Uh, My name is Adam Lustig. I will be reading for the role of Adam. Good. Also a stretch. My name is Riley Anspa. I will be reading all the female roles, including Agnes and a party girl. Girl, Or girl at party. Girl at party. Uh, Her legal name. (laughs) Yeah. Her Christian name. Uh, My name is Jeffrey James. I'll be doing scene direction and Eric. Okay, (laughs) gang. Yeah. Double threat. Okay, guys. (laughs) Uh, The show is called The Doghouse. It's by Billy Scafuri. Uh, Jeff, take it away. Fade in. Interior. Billy and Adam's house, UCLA, day. A large, messy house looks like a party was thrown the previous night. A beer pong table full of cups, a ripped UCLA banner, streamers hanging on moose antlers, etc. (laughs) Sleeping on the couch, still in last night's clothes, is a puffy and unshaven Billy. He's suddenly awoken. Rise and shine, Billy! Billy's upbeat and prematurely balding best friend, Adam, (laughs) hovers over him holding a pizza with candles in it. Adam? Happy anniversary, roomie! Anniversary? It's the eight-year anniversary of us moving into our college house. Adam admires their house. Billy sits up. He's hungover. Are you sure that's worth celebrating? Are you crazy? Two best buds still living together? Avoiding the real world and paying cheap rent? Yeah, that's worth celebrating. Billy takes a sip of water, spits it out. That is definitely vodka. (laughs) Ugh, I need to make a change. What has gotten into you? Look around. Do you not remember the rager we threw last night? Adam, it was just the two of us getting drunk and singing along to 90s R&B without friends again. Exactly. Rager. We've been scraping by for years. I'm tired of doing odd jobs around campus. Are we pathetic? Pathetic? We should be proud. We're odd. We're 26. (laughs) People our age start businesses or families. Billy, you started a family the day you moved into this house. Flash 2, interior of Billy and Adam's house eight years ago. The house is empty except for a few moving boxes. Adam, 18, is dressed in early tw- two- 2000s flair and has <laughs> a funnel. New guy! Want a funnel of beer? 
Billy looks up from his backpack. He has frosted tips. Oh! <laughs> I was headed to the bookstore. The bookstore? It's our first day of college, frosted tips. Let's get weird. Billy thinks it over. I guess Caves. I, I guess I could get a little weird. That's my new best friend. Eric, you want to hit this? <laughs> Reveal. Their third roommate, Eric, far more organized, stands with his conservative family. They stare at Adam. I'm good. <laughs> Flash to interior Billy and Adam's house four years ago. They're all in graduation robes. Billy and Adam hold up a complex-looking multi-person beer funnel. Can you believe it, man? We graduated. I graduated. You stole a robe. Doesn't matter. We're in robes. Eric, you want to hit this? Reveal. Eric and his parents are there again. They stare. (laughs) I'm good. Poor Eric. (laughs) Flash to interior Billy and Adam's house yesterday morning. Adam sits at the kitchen table reading the morning paper. He casually sips from a funnel of beer. Yo, Eric, come on, hit this. <laughs> Reveal Eric eating breakfast, looking at Adam, horrified. <laughs> Flash to interior Billy and Adam's house, present day current. Yeah, come to think of it, Eric is kind of a buzzkill. Suddenly, Eric enters from his bedroom, bags in hand. Dudes, I'm moving out. What? I figured I would just rip the Band-Aid off. Okay, okay, put the Band-Aid back on. Where are you going? I'm moving in with Agnes. Wow. Moving in with our landlord. (laughs) Sleeping with the enemy. She's been my girlfriend for two years, Adam. (laughs) But she's been the worst forever. Agnes hates us. She hates Adam. Fine. She hates Adam. But you were the reason she never evicted us. You guys will be fine. Eric watches Adam eat a slice of pizza and pull a candle out of his (laughs) mouth. (laughs) I think. Look, I know this is all of a sudden, but I'm filling my room will be easy. The rent is cheap and I left my bed. I don't want a new roommate, though. The next guy could be a slob. Eric looks around, decides not to call Adam a slob. (laughs) I'm with Adam. I'd rather move out. My parents' place is cheaper. Moving out is not an option. Billy goes nowhere. So rent the room when you need cash, like a bed and breakfast. A bed and breakfast, Eric? We can't cook breakfast. Adam perks up, pulls another candle out of his mouth. I have an idea. Gross, Adam. He turns to Billy. Hear me out. Now that we lost the dead weight... I'm right here. Now that the dead weight is leaving, you and I can rent the room whenever we need the cash. I just said that. It's better money, and we don't even need a full-time roommate. It's not a terrible idea. Plus, they leave in the morning. Easy money. Who wouldn't pay to hang out with us? That would be me. I'll be at Agnes's. Thank you for this gift, Eric. Eric leaves. Adam turns to Billy, clearly excited. Billy, we just stumbled into a gold mine. And what exactly are we doing? Adam takes a big, confident swig of water. Confident swig... We're running a bed and breakfast, big guy. We're going to be rich. Adam drops the glass, spits out the water. This is definitely vodka. Title card, The Dog House. Cut two. Exterior college campus day. Billy and Adam walk through the packed college campus. Beautiful, young, youthful students abound. What was your last girlfriend's name? Was it Thelma? No. Carla? Sheila. Sheila? Gross. What's wrong with the name Sheila? Sheila's were born in the 70s. A group of hot college girls walk past them. Millennials aren't named like Ariana and Christina. These are the girls you should be going after. So we can give birth to a baby Beyonce? That sounds nice. Adam checks his bag. Inside are a stack of flyers. I've already put the listing on Craigslist, Airbnb, and something called Dude Swap. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Dude Swap is a gay dating site. I don't discriminate. They arrive at a community board covered in flyers. Read it again. Adam reads one of the flyers. <clears throat> Need a night to get away? The doghouse is your place to stay. <laughs> it rhymes. I know. Cash only. We'll go to medieval times. Mid- <laughs> medieval times? I have my own crown. Figured it was worth mentioning, at least. This is embarrassing. This is genius. We charge $200 a night, and we start making new friends. You want to call it the doghouse? <laughs> I took six years of marketing for a reason. Yeah, because you failed four semesters. Billy, do you want to make money? Yes. Then we call it the doghouse. you got to have a catchy name. It's really masculine. We're not. We need to project strength. What is stronger than a doghouse? A real house? Too late, Bill. I already printed a thousand of these. (laughs) Adam hangs up his flyer. Dramatic block letters display the doghouse. Billy sighs. (sighs) 
Suddenly, Eric's girlfriend and their tightly wound landlord, Agnes, arrives. Eric finally left you, idiots. Hello, Agnes. You're looking mean. Let me guess. You're recycling cans to pay this month's rent. We haven't recycled cans in months. Who's the idiot now? <laughs> Agnes sees the flyer. The doghouse. Is that you? The doghouse? Nope. Definitely not something I would come up with. Agnes shrugs, turns to business. Listen, Adam, you know that I can't raise the rent until you leave the lease. You're li- you've lived here forever. Do my family a favor and move out. Sorry, Agnes. We're never, ever moving out. We just started a business that is going to make us tons of cash. Ain't that right, Billy? Adam looks to Billy. He's left the conversation and is flirting with a graduate student on the lawn. You dog. <laughs> Listen, I don't care about your business that will definitely fail. I just want you out. You have a month to cover Eric's share. Otherwise, it's over. Well, I'll do you one better, Agnes. We'll have Eric's share of the rent tomorrow. Impossible. <laughs> you two are broke. I'm so confident in our new business that I guarantee $400 sitting on your desk first thing in the morning. And if it isn't, kick us out. Is this a promise? It's more than a promise. It's a... <laughs> okay, yeah, it's a, it's a promise. It is a promise, yes. Agnes extends her hand. You truly are an idiot. It's a deal. They shake on it. Agnes leaves, Billy returns. Hey, what did I miss? We need $400 by tomorrow morning or we're kicked out of the house. <laughs> what? <laughs> Smash cut to interior home goods store later. Adam pushes a large shopping cart full of crap. Why would you make that deal? Because this business is going to work. We're only charging $200 for the room, Adam. Even if we did have someone staying there tonight, which we don't, the math still doesn't work out. Yeah, but where's math gotten anyone? Oh, Billy God. takes a deep breath, refuses to answer that. He examines a globe in the shopping cart. Are you sure we need all of this? Beer? Lava lamps? Uno? Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) They get in line at the register. We're business owners now. We need to invest in our product. With globes and a lava lamp? And Uno. We're already $400 in the hole. Adam, where are you getting the money to pay for this? Adam whips out a credit card. Boom, plastic. (laughs) You got a credit card. Who would trust you with money? Me? No one. Adam holds the card close to Billy. That's my name. Congrats (laughs) on your new card. Your line of credit sucks. Okay, you took out a credit card in my name? I never agreed to that. I knew you wouldn't, which is why I didn't ask you. (laughs) Clever, huh? Okay, you need to slow down, Adam. In less than 24 hours, we're not only going to be homeless, we're going to be broke. Slow down? Uh Uh-uh. I completely disagree. Here, watch the master. Adam confidently approaches the cash register attendant, a very old man. (laughs) He hands him a doghouse flyer. (laughs) Looking to get away from the old ball and chain? My wife died 35 years ago. (laughs) And I'm very sorry for your loss. (laughs) Billy, humiliated, storms out of the store. Fade out, end act one. (laughs) Fade in. Interior Billy and Adam's house later in the day. Billy and Adam sit on their couch staring at the phone. Billy is fuming. Next to the phone is the globe. (laughs) The globe looks nice. (laughs) Billy is not amused. That phone better ring, Adam. It will. But you got to admit, the globe looks nice. Enough with the globe. We need money tonight. Maybe I should just call my folks. Suddenly there's a knock at the door. Not now. We're busy. Adam continues to stare at the phone. Any minute now. Another knock. We didn't order any pizza. Go away. Some people. Adam. Shh. Big money is right around the corner. We gotta be ready for it. A third set of knocks. Adam gets up. Unbelievable. He approaches the door. The pizza should be free, considering how rude you've been. <laughs> Adam opens the door, holding a duffel bag and a flyer for the doghouse. Is the all-American uh, boy-looking Roy? Where's the pizza? I'm looking for the doghouse. <laughs> Adam immediately realizes, changes his tone. And you found it. Come on in, Roy. Come on in, Roy. What a great name. Is that uh, German? 
American, I think. America! We love America! Isn't that right, Billy? Adam shoots Billy a look. Don't screw this up. Sure do. In fact, Billy and I chant USA all the time. <laughs> Ain't that right? Oh, yeah. Ton- tons of chants. Adam starts chanting. USA! Bi- USA! Billy awkwardly USA! USA! seems to like it and joins in. USA! USA! Wow! I can't remember the last time I chanted like that. That actually kind of felt good. The three look at, at one another. This is promising. Billy makes his way to the kitchen. Can I get you a beer, Roy? Sure can. Make that four. I take him two at a time. <laughs> Respect. So, uh, what brings you to the doghouse, Roy? <sighs> my girl and I were fighting, and I just needed the breather. I saw the flyer and told her I was visiting my parents for the night. Mm, that's a bit of a white lie, no? I have money. I can totally look past the whole white lie thing. <laughs> Billy hands Roy his beer. He hands Adam his two. So, Roy, what were you thinking for the inaugural doghouse experience? Bar hopping? Pool hopping? Another sort of hopping? I was actually looking forward to staying in. Perfect. That's literally all we've done for the past eight years. (laughs) I'm just looking to kick back, get out of my head for a while, and let boys be boys. That was literally my yearbook quote. (laughs) Well, all right. I'm going to throw these bags in my room. Tonight should be fun. Roy goes into his room. This guy is awesome. This is pretty ideal. But should we get the money first? No, no, no. We'll get it tomorrow. But what about the rest? He's only paying us 200 bucks. You told Agnes we'd give her four. Don't worry about that. Focus on the positive. From inside Roy's room. Whoa, this room has Uno? <laughs> I know my clients. Roy re-enters from his room. Hey, do you fellas mind if I invite a friend or two over? Shouldn't be a problem. Great. Bruno, Otter, Fungus, uh, get in here. <laughs> Suddenly a large group of rowdy college guys flood into the living room carrying beer. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on a second. I, I got, got first on beer pong. Whoa, cool globe. Where's the bathroom, Roy? I feel like I'm pregnant with twins. <laughs> Roy turns on some tunes and shouts over the music. My home is your home, boys. <laughs> Billy looks around. He is quickly lost control. Adam, this is not what I agreed to. Focus on the positive, Bill. The positive? Adam examines the quickly escalating party. I'm about to funnel with a guy named Fungus. <laughs> Cut to interior Agnes's apartment later that night. Agnes's apartment is incredibly tidy. She sits on the couch, her mind racing. Eric arrives with popcorn. All right, first night living together, movie night. Agnes looks at the popcorn. Is that gluten-free? It's Orville Redenbacher. One bite of that would kill me. Is that what you want, for me to die? (laughs) No, I I just wanted popcorn. Throw it out. But I love popcorn. Throw it out. (laughs) Don't kill the best thing in your life. You just moved in with it. Eric walks over to the garbage, trying to remain upbeat. Uh, What movie are we watching? Uh, Something funny? Schindler's List. Eric throws the popcorn in the trash. Sighs. (sighs) Can't wait. (laughs) Smash cut to interior Billy and Adam's house continuous. Many more students have arrived. A raging party is taking place in Billy and Adam's living room. Staircase. Billy and Adam and the graduate, or Billy and the, st- the graduate student he was flirting with, Casey, are sitting on the stairs, drinks in hand. Are you a senior? No, no. I graduated a few years ago. So you're a grad student like me? No, I just kind of <laughs> still live here. It's humiliating. I don't blame you. I love it here. Billy considers it. What do you do for work? I mean, this is kind of embarrassing, but we just started renting out our spare room. The guy who took it tonight, he's actually the guy throwing the party. Wait. You run the doghouse? Uh, yeah, you, don't, you don't have to call it that. So you basically work in real estate. That's hot. Billy takes a, sw- a big swig of his drink. Yep. Cut to living room continuous. Adam strolls around the party getting cozy with girls. Hello, young lady. I'm Adam. I'm sick. She leaves. It's a strange name. <laughs> in, strain- in stride, Adam approaches another girl. I notice your drink is a little empty. She walks away. Was it my breath? It was your face. Face. Got it. <laughs> Adam, unfazed, walks up to another impossibly beautiful girl. Before you say no... She dumps her drink on his head. You didn't say no. (laughs) She dumps the stranger's drink on his head. You didn't say... No. No means no. Got it. Adam begins drying himself while Billy approaches. 
Adam, I gotta say, money problems aside, this party is pretty great. I know. The chicks are all over me. Really? Me too. Billy looks at the stairs. Casey waves. That's what I'm talking about. Lex ex-girlfriends more ex-tinas. I don't know. <laughs> ex-tinas? Uh, Maybe I should just take it slow. Billy, there's a very good chance we, we get evicted tomorrow. <laughs> now, we're both to blame for that. You are entirely to blame for that. Agree to disagree. But the truth is, when we do have to leave this place, life is going to get a lot less fun. You'll move back in with your parents, and girls like that won't be sitting on your staircase anymore. Billy looks back at Casey. She waits for him to return. Take advantage of the doghouse and end this night with a bang. Pun intended. Gross, Adam. <laughs> Cut to interior Agnes's apartment later. The credits to Schindler's List roll. Agnes is covered in tissues after crying her eyes out. Eric doesn't know how to console her. He pats her shoulder. There, 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 there. He gets a text. The text says, Adam, party at the house. You aren't invited. Eric drops his phone, looks to Agnes. You gonna be okay? It just makes me want to be a better person, you know? I know. I blame my dad. He raised me to never trust people. He was a landlord for college kids. I, I don't blame him. Still, I wish I was more patient. I was so mean to Adam today. I called him an idiot and said his new business was going to fail. It will. Still, I've never given him a fair chance. When my dad was your landlord, he warned me that Adam was a red flag, and I believed him. I don't know what a red flag means, but I'm sure Adam is one. No, Eric. We need to learn from the close-minded mistakes of Oscar Schindler and my father. <laughs> Agnes grabs her coat. Where are you going? I'm going over to Billy and Adam's place to apologize. I don't think that's a good idea. I want to tell them in person that they deserve respect, just like all my other tenants. Maybe just... Send them an emoji. I'm going to their house, Eric, and so are you. Smash cut to interior of Billy and Adam's house later that night. Billy is now making out with Casey on the stairs. Suddenly they are interrupted when Adam calls out. Turn on the music! Turn on the music! I want to make a speech. Adam, now wearing the moose antler, stands on the living room table. People said it couldn't be done. That you couldn't stay in college forever. Well, my pal Billy... He points to Billy, who raises a glass. All cheer. Yeah. <laughs> my pal Billy and I refused to give up on that dream. We both knew that if we stuck around here long enough, a money-making scheme would land in our laps. And that money-making scheme was Ron! The entire party cheers. <laughs> Roy! Right! <laughs> Roy! I'll cheer again. Quietly entering through the front door is Eric and Agnes. Agnes does not like what she sees. If you can believe it, just this afternoon, Billy and I were a couple of losers without <laughs> friends, without money, without jobs. We still don't have money. Scat <laughs> scattered laughs. That is sad, but that is true. Now, I don't want to get emotional, but there is a very likely chance the doghouse ends tonight. The scattered booze. This is the doghouse? And while Billy and I may be terrible business owners, we sure know how to throw a party. So, I say, screw money! Let's burn this place to the ground! <laughs> So fast. Agnes? Eric? I specifically said that you weren't invited. If any of you live in properties I manage, I suggest you leave now. Many of the guests immediately begin no, finally. No, no, don't, don't leave. I'm wearing antlers. As they exit, he desperately tries to start a chant. <laughs> USA! USA! No one chants so long, the house is empty and quick. Then... Deliver the keys tomorrow, Adam. The party is over. Fade out. End of act two. Fade in. Interior of Billy's bedroom the following morning. Billy wakes up to find Casey sleeping in his bed. Well, not all is lost. He pulls off the sheets and stumble into the living room, continuous. The living room is trashed. Okay. All is lost. <laughs> Empty beer cans, liquor bottles, and garbage bags are tossed about. A cat runs through the living room and out the front door, which was left wide open. We should probably leave. <laughs> Billy shuffles over to the couch and removes some beer cans, a t-shirt, a snake. <laughs> Adam shuffles out of his room. Ron is gone. Roy. Whatever. <laughs> Did he leave any money? I don't see any. No? I'm not surprised. It was a good run, Adam. Adam walks to the fridge and opens it. Another cat runs out of it. He barely reacts. Pours himself some juice. Oh, we left this place like we found it. 
without women in our bedroom. Suddenly, Casey walks out of Billy's room. Bye, Billy. Adam still can't believe it. Casey, uh, you're, you're leaving? I have class. Should we exchange numbers, emails? Is Snapchat really a thing? No, let's keep it casual. Maybe I'll have a reason to come back to the doghouse. Oh, okay. Cool. Great. Yeah. She, she leaves. Billy, you dirty, dirty dog. Okay, fixes nothing. We're still getting kicked out. Suddenly, Adam spots an envelope on the fridge. What's this? Off Billy's look. Be careful. A cat's probably going <laughs> to jump out of that envelope. <laughs> Adam opens it and takes out a letter. Fellas, Roy here. <laughs> Sorry I split so early, but I woke up covered in cats and thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Thanks for a great night and for reminding me that life is much better with my girlfriend. That hurts. We gave him <laughs> Please find $300 attached. Adam holds up the money. Billy sits up. They're stunned. I added an extra 100 for a cleaning service. The doghouse almost worked. Wait a minute. Billy, how much money do you have in your checking account? $80. In savings? Come on. Yeah, right. Okay. I stole $20 <laughs> out of your sock drawer a few months ago and found it in my sock. <laughs> I found it in my sock drawer yesterday. <laughs> so if we combine the 300 Roy left with your 80 and my 20. My 20? We have the $400. Billy looks to the open front door rejuvenated. Shall we pay Agnes a visit? Let's. Smash cut to interior Agnes's office later that morning. Billy and Adam smugly sit on the other side of Agnes's desk. She's clearly still upset over the last night. I believe the last thing I heard was, screw money, let's burn this place to the ground. Well, that was yesterday. This is today. Adam drops $400 cash on her desk. Cold, hard cash, baby. Agnes looks at the money incredulous. Did you charge kids for cups? No, Agnes. We're business owners. This is business money. <laughs> Agnes begins counting the money. She is stunned to count $400 against her better judgment. I'll make you idiots a deal. I let you run your half-baked business until you miss a month's rent. But? But, but the rent doubles. You're doubling? Our rent doubling? You, you can't do that. And you can't run a commercial business out of a residential property. There are a couple big words in there I didn't quite understand. <laughs> My deal is on the table. Your rent doubles and I turn a blind eye. What do you think, Ed? I say, Billy, I'm new to the hospitality world, but I say we put our degrees <laughs> to good use. If you think we can handle the business costs, I promise to market the hell out of this place. We're a team. I say we do it. This lands. A beat. Billy turns to Agnes. Agnes, you have a deal. We're staying. Yes! Friends forever! I already regret this. Billy and Agnes stand. They shake on it. You and me both, Agnes. <laughs> <laughs> Fade to interior Billy and Adam's house later that afternoon. Billy and Adam are throwing the final beer cans in a large garbage bag. The house is finally back in order. You know, this place cleans up pretty good. Let's agree to keep it clean. After all, we're business owners now. So you're fully committed to the doghouse. Until we can't pay the rent. And you don't mind if I keep using your credit card? <laughs> that, I'll take back. Adam hands Billy the credit card. Suddenly there's a knock on the door. Did you order a pizza? Are you serious? I wish I could afford a pizza. Another knock. Who is it? Yelling through the door. My name is Jeff. Uh, I saw your ad on Craigslist. Open that door, Adam. Adam runs to the door and opens it. Standing outside is a large, rugged man with a beard. This is Jeff. Hello, Jeff. What brings you to the doghouse? My wife didn't appreciate my tickets to medieval times. <laughs> medieval times? You two down for a night of battles, feasts, and jousting? <laughs> on me, of course. Jeff? I am always down for a night of battles, feasts, and jousting. On you, of course. <laughs> you got 200 for the room, Jeff? Jeff holds up the cash. Billy promptly grabs it. This is non-refundable. Last question. R&B. You like it? Like it? <laughs> I love it. Give me a couple beers and I'm singing harmonies all night. Billy looks to Adam as pleasantly surprised. Jeff, it is truly my pleasure to welcome you to the doghouse. I'll grab my coat. I'll grab my crown. End. End of episode. Nice. That's awesome. Yay. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
So, that was The Doghouse. The Doghouse, Bill. Y- yep, that was the first script of episode number 76. Now, give us a little backstory. When did you write it? How did you write it? How long did it take you? Give us the sort of context. I wrote it six years ago, I believe. Yeah, man. Because, you know, when you read something and it's like, oh, they're still in college and they want to stay in college. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're in our mid-30s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so, what we co- half wanted then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, wrote it six years ago. Uh, usually when I write any sort of script, I imagine the main characters to be me and you. Yeah. It's just my favorite dynamic to write for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Our imaginations are very small. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you talk as fast as me, so yeah. it's really convenient when reading scripts yes. to have someone who's just at your pace. You just hear our rhythm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's not really a ton of backstory behind it. It was like moving to Los Angeles. They said, like, all the advice I got was have your own original spec script. Yes. Not just something that is, like, already on television right. now. Right. And so uh, the instinct is to always write for people you already know. Yes. I, I don't want to invent a lot of big characters right. that, like... I'd have to like fake exactly and so I wrote me and you yes and um, yeah that's the genesis of that script it's not too specific I guess yeah no it's really great and I feel like I mean it feels like a like a really to me it just like feels and reads like a really solid sitcom pilot and like setting up the whole world of having this sort of like weird college bro Airbnb you would have like a rotating cast of characters sort of coming in and out every week it right. feels like a really fun world yeah yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah are you a network executive I just became one but yes. I'm not but Riley is. Just now. Just I was also just yes, really annoyed this now. second. Yeah. So the Doghouse exactly. will be coming out uh, when? Exactly. Yeah, yeah uh, CBS. Can we say that? Can I think we, we can say that. that? I don't want to break a scoop. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could say CBS. Yeah. Now, do you see that as a single cam or even a multi-cam uh, when you see it in your mind? When I see the uh, – it's kind of like a hybrid, I think. Yeah. Um, in that it's written pretty traditionally. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of like uh, – it's like there's like three central locations. Yes. Or at least like two central locations and a swing. Yes. Um, in the house, it feels very kind of multicam. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, it's a single cam thing. I think that these guys are kind of – it feels like this is a misadventure show. Yes. Where they're yes. constantly like right out the gate making a bad decision and having to reckon with Just it. Just follow that the entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so there's something fun about the lawlessness of it. Yes, exactly. I feel like we've been really taught to – I don't know if you, Jeff and Riley, have feel this when you're sort of like coming up with ideas. But we have always been sort of conditioned slash taught slash it's our intuition to write these things that are like sort of like deliberately prohibitive in terms of location. That's like deliberately one right. locale or two – this is like the – doghouse and then Agnes's house and that's right. like sort of the two main worlds right and, uh, and and I think that that is just always our instinct to sort of shrink down the theoretical production of these theoretical and television we're born out of projects. the YouTube I mean like we are like like the like YouTube 1.0 yeah. like we were the yeah. first generation mm-hmm. of YouTubers and when if like you're going to be creating you kind of have to just think about what's practical yeah right. and so you assume that no right. one not one other human is going to help you, and you yeah. 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 Like, right. it's just like your baseline yeah. assumption right yeah. yeah and then you don't have to like you're already trained in that so suddenly it's like if you're making a television show to suddenly have to write like a new Godzilla yeah. it's like I don't my brain don't doesn't think that big that though mm-hmm. right yeah. helicopter yeah yeah, <laughs> exactly um, I think what I liked about it is that it doesn't it doesn't work off gimmicks too it's like yeah. it's really like it's the way you develop the characters and, and, and it is so self-contained so mm-hmm. like it, it would be based off the writing and casting and, and what to your point Adam is like the, the guest appearance yeah I guess like you have this like revolving door yeah. element of it that's yeah, so fun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's so easy like when you just have like the doghouse and Agnes's house. You have like the dichotomy of like two places and like the rules for the doghouse. It's, yep. like, it's messy and it's bros and Agnes is like we're Agnes and we're watching Schindler's List. Oh, and it's so very funny. funny. You and imagine that she has Schindler's List on loop in her right. Right. You just imagine that it's, it's just like, a strict household. <laughs> just right, right, right. Strict. So exactly. like the rules of that world and like making it small, like you know, expansive enough where you can have like a rotating cast coming in, but also like tight enough where it's like you know we know what this 
this world is. Exactly. And it's not like, you know, writing an episode is not like, okay, like, well, what the hell do we do you don't in have to this invent. place now? It's, not it's like, you know how to write it. for the place you're in. Great yes. network exactly. Yeah. Well, you're one of the, we <laughs> love, you so really love great yeah. network. Yes. We, we love CBS. Yeah, it's my, it's my love child. It's my baby. It's like, yeah, I think the doghouse is kind of like a bit of a, uh, a traditional or like a kind of like a broad city. You've seen that kind of like fast kind of fun yeah. sitcom. Yeah. It's I I would say that what one thing it's lacking and not in a pejorative way, it's just right. the style of television show. It doesn't have a lot of style on top of it. I feel right. like it's very kind of like realistic mm-hmm. and to Jeff's point, no gimmick. There's like very it's sort of gimmick free. Yeah, it's, yeah. Re- it's really just about the characters and the relationships. Right. And it's just like if you find the jokes funny, then you might like it. Yeah, I would say that the next script we're going to read is yours. Yeah, and it, what I would say that yours really has is. Style, yeah. Style attached to it. Yeah, this this is a kind of a different ballgame, and it's almost the opposite of what you were saying, Riley, um, which is <laughs> that uh, to maybe its detriment. Um, but this, the way that the doghouse reads, just to your point, to echo what mm. you said, you sort of see the season unfold before you. You get exactly where the comedy is going to come from. Mm. You understand how the Billy and Adam characters are going to mismanage this and have misadventures in the funny mm. doghouse every week. Yeah. How Agnes is going to be the foil, and you can right. just sort of see it. You instantly see it. Forever, in which perpetuity. is what we want. We're looking for here at CBS. At CBS, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why I would say that the Doghouse is a really, really great pilot for that reason because you can see the trajectory yeah. of the whole yeah. season right mm-hmm. away. Basically, for this this thing that I wrote is a bit different. Um, just for a little context, it, I I wrote a pilot for Adult Swim that we got to shoot, and this is basically like the second episode of that. Yeah. Uh, nice. Okay. And the premise is very bizarre. It was about like a therapist that has gone insane and lost his mind, and he's trying to like reclaim his reputation and sort of like uh, reintroduce himself back to the therapy world by offering free sessions out of a shitty rec center. <laughs> so it's very, very strange. Yep. And it was for Adult Swim, so yeah. it's, a, you know, there's all sort of like some bizarre, but surreal... It, yeah. I really like... I think it. it's, it's a nice compliment to what we just read, because this isn't a pilot. This is also... This is a second episode. Yeah. Which feels... Should feel different than a pilot. Yes. Um, you also have, and we should note before we read it, you have a, a really good gimmick, which is the objective reality and the actual reality. Yes, exactly. So, mention? like in oh, in cool. the premise of this is that our hero, Doctor Mark Lembeck, who is this disgraced, cra- literally insane therapist, he in his <laughs> disgraced, mo- disgraced, yeah. disgraced, <laughs> disbarred, disgraced, yeah. all the diswords. All the diswords. Um, he in his mind imagines that he's hosting essentially like a therapy tutorial show. So the mm. framing of the of the adult swim show sort of oscillates between Mark's kind of like quote-unquote TV show reality and then we'll sort of cut right back to the objective reality where we see he's just talking to no one and he's wearing these sad rich clothes and he's sad. (laughs) So it's like we sort of play with that reality so it's kind of unconventional in that way and just sort of like really oscillates between these realities pretty rapidly. But it reads. It reads in the script so let's let's give it to the let's give it to the listeners rather. Okay let's do it. And uh, all right. so what is the uh, proper title of the So this is going to be the unproduced basically unread episode two of the Mark Lembeck technique. In case you've forgotten from eight minutes ago, as is traditional with the table read, we're going to introduce ourselves and the roles we'll be playing. My name is Adam. I wrote this weird thing, and I'll be reading for the role of Dr. Mark Lembeck. My name is Billy Scantari, and <laughs> I am SAG AFTRA um, WGA pending. Eligible. Eligible. And I will shave. <laughs> You're good. Thank and you, I will shave, um, and I'll be reading all of the male roles. Thank you. <laughs> My name is Jeffrey James. I'll be doing scene direction, and I will not change my appearance at, uh, for anything. But you are psych eligible. <laughs> exactly. Okay, right. perfect. Yeah. Riley? Um, I am Riley Anspa. I am reading all female roles, uh, Mary and Kate, not to be confused with the Olsen twins. That's right. <laughs> or to be confused. <laughs> if, that, if that enhances the experience, if confuse they're interested. Them. Confuse them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. 
Is it, is it MCCC? Yeah, it's, again, just another brief context, crazy therapist living and, quote-unquote, working out of a rec center at the Madeira County Community Center, MCCC. You'll okay. see CCTV as well, <laughs> closed-circuit television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Exterior, MCCC parking lot, day. Mark, sharply dressed, addresses the camera as he walks. Lembeck technique, show graphics abound. Dr. Mark Lembeck here with today's Mental Health Minute. Panic attack. Two scary words, sure. But in reality, panic is merely a mental construct, and anything born of the mind can also be killed there. One cool way to diffuse your ever-bubbling sense of hopelessness is to remind yourself that you are not alone. Seven out of nine people are experiencing some version of a panic attack at any given moment. He opens the door and enters the interior MCCC lobby continuous. Seven out of nine. That's nearly everyone. To illustrate, Mark points to various people in the lobby. Panicking. Panicking. <laughs> Panicking. <laughs> Snap to objective reality. Mark, shoddily dressed, rudely points oh. and repeats panicking. People in the lobby confused. One woman particularly doesn't like it. Sir, please. Panicking. Sir. Panicking. Panicking. Please stop that, sir. You're upsetting people. Snap back to show reality. Graphics, music, etc. Mark addresses camera. Arming yourself with a simple awareness that other people are also <laughs> desperate and emotionally flailing can be enough to calm the mind and help you move on with your day. So next time you feel the inexorable swell of despair begin to choke your breath and drown your reason, try loudly identifying your fellow panic attackees. Strength in numbers, weakness in solitude. <laughs> Snap back to obje- objective reality. Everyone in the lobby stares at him cautiously. Upset woman becomes comforted. Panicking. This has been today's Mental Health Minute. Take a little time to be kind to your mind. (laughs) He proceeds to tack a sheet of free therapy flyers to the lobby bulletin board. Cut to interior CCTV layer. Continuous. On a CCTV monitor, we see Mark tacking up his flyers. As people pass by, Mark greets them and annoyingly alerts them to his flyers. A Lembeck Technique audio cassette plays on low volume. The, vain, the faint sound of Mark's voice leading a guided meditation walks through the, the room, <laughs> widen out to reveal an entire bank of CCTV monitors. A man sits at the control, holding a huge bowl of pasta and staring intently at Mark on the screen. <laughs> a knock at the door. The cassette quickly shut off. Yanni? Without taking his eyes off Mark. Present. Kate opens the door a crack. Yoni has uh, fashioned this weird CCTV closet into his office. Hi. So we have to move your exercise balls to make room for the photo booth for the luncheon. Understood. Want me to just find a place for them? Store them in activi- activity room D. But Dr. Lembeck's working in there today. Yoni gives her a look like, so? Okay, I'll figure it out. Kate exits. Yoni goes back to carefully observing Mark schmoozing in the lobby. Yoni jots down a note in a yellow legal pad. He pauses the CCTV feed on a shot of Mark's face. We slowly zoom in to Mark's friendly but wild eyes. <laughs> Ominous music swells. <laughs> Cut to title card. Demonstrations in the Mark Lembeck technique. Collected notes and findings. Yes. Cut to interior MCCC reception desk day. Shots of Mark prepping for camera. Checks love. Touches up makeup. Futzes with hair. So this is the sort of quote-unquote opening credits, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Feels like something's going around. A bug. I can feel it on my glands. You ever just feel things just in your glands? I have hypersensitive glands, which is a sign of advanced intuition. Sorry, int- intelligence. Advanced intelligence. Ugh, my tummy. Cut to interior <laughs> MCC reception desk day. Now glam studio lighting. Mark, looking sharp, addresses camera. The human mind is the greatest force in the universe. A brilliant torch illuminating the dark abyss of life. Interior MCC hallway. 
day. I'm renowned psychotherapist Dr. Mark Lembeck. A recent so-called psychotic fracture has left me unjustly decertified and ended my 26-year practice. Interior MCCC trophy case day. So I'm offering free sessions here at the Madera County Community Center. Interior MCCC bulletin board day. To exhibit my expert methods and prove I'm as fine a therapist as I've ever been. Interior MCCC activity room D day. Mark sits in a high back chair in a spotlit pool of studio light. Drops off to darkness around him. So join me as we explore the Mark Lembeck technique. Snap to objective. Naturalistic house lighting uh. reveal surrounding rec room. Mark relaxes out, out of his on-camera oh, posture. This must isn't helping. Remind me to remind Kate to grab an air freshener. Maybe pine or some holiday flavor. Flavors? Is that what you say? <laughs> no, no flavors. <laughs> Title card. <laughs> Subject, human female. Interior, activity room D, day. Mark sits across from Mary. She fizzit, fidgets with a nervous energy, smiles awkwardly like, I'm not sure what to say. She notices a toothbrush on Mark's side table. It's like someone had a sleepover here or something. Can you imagine? Mark stashes the toothbrush in his jacket. Is it stale in here? Smells musty, no? I do not disagree. I mean, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm fine with all sorts of must levels. Mary's voice leaves a residual digital echo. Unpleasant. Mark winces. Well, I, I apologize. Not your fault. Unless you're a must maker. A must maker. Must make a mark. <laughs> She's trying to be fun. I feel like you're trying to be fun. <laughs> yep. I think I'm nervous. My parents have all your books. Is this your first time in therapy? No, I saw a therapist for a bit a few years ago. Mary's voice echoes and pitches wildly up and down, disorienting to Mark, who tries to stay focused. Say it again. I have had a therapist before, yes. Okay, what's his name? Sorry? Was it Glenn? <laughs> Aren't you not supposed to ask that? Soft voice, sideburns? Why do you assume it's a he? Not Glenn. It was a woman, first of all. Beat. Women can be Glenn. Glenn Close. I guess. <laughs> Albert Nobbs. I know who Glenn Close is. Her voice echo, her voice echo is too unpleasant. Mark can barely do it. Uh, anyway. Oh, anyway, this is free, right? You don't need my insurance shh, or anything. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's free, shh, shh, but, but tipping is encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to interior gym day. We cycle through the backdrops of Mark's opening VO. Hallway, reception, bulletin board. Land in the gym where Kate builds her cute DIY photo booth and Charlie signs a, a, in a line of caterers. Behind them, other staff loudly snap open large dinner tables. Snap, snap. In deep background, a large Welcome MCCC board member's banner is being hung. This lunch is bigger than I thought. Yeah, it's grown. There are something like 22 board members now. Jeez. There were only maybe 10 when I started. It's crazy. Plus, they all bring friends and family. People bring friends here? Kate frowns for a beat, like, don't be rude, but then laughs. They laugh together as two staffers pass by the, behind them rolling big racks of exercise balls, materializing from behind the ball racks as they come cross-frame as Yoni, also somehow mid-laugh. <laughs> yes, agreeing. <laughs> where did he even come from? Wait, what? Yo, uh, you ready for your little spiel, Yoni? Spiel? Your speech. Me? Me speech? Don't all managers present seasonal reports to the board? Right. Uh, yes. The season where I make the speech report to the to the other um, board members, you're saying. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just that's just me sitting at a table, right? Just giving like a, a normal speech. Well, you'll be up at the mic. Exactly. Uh, which <laughs> is a microphone. <laughs> and the facility manager usually goes over special events and other scheduling stuff for the season. Yoni processes this info as two more staffers pass by rolling racks of exercise balls. I'll be ready for the spiel. Kate? Yoni. Uh, about Dr. Lembeck. He's in a session in room D. During the luncheon, I'd like you to see to it that he's occupied elsewhere. Yeah? I'd rather he not, just while the board is... You understand. Got it. I'll take him up to his room. 
Off premises, please. Yoni bizarrely hates hands Kate a five dollar bill, like <laughs> as a tip for a hotel room for Mark. What? Yoni, what is this? And ready his cot for after. <laughs> Yoni turns and leaves. Kate drops the five into a donation bucket next to the photo booth. Looks at Charlie. People bring friends here. <laughs> Kate laughs hard this time as a staffer scurries past carrying a stray exercise ball. Cut to interior activity room D at continuous. Mark and Mary in session. So, what brought you in here today? I'm almost embarrassed to say. Now you talk. Let me be embarrassed for you. <laughs> well, I find that I'm having a hard time making new friends. Because of your voice. What about my voice? <laughs> nope. What? Okay. Uh, why do you think you have no friends? I have <laughs> friends. Old friends from college and stuff. But you're not making new ones. Mary's voice warbles and wavers. Mark tries not to appear distracted. <sighs> not many. Maybe one or two in the past few years. I'll get drinks with people from work sometimes, but that doesn't count. They're not real friends, you know? You're probably not friends <laughs> with, like, that weight room guy, right? Sean. Charlie. <laughs> I just get so nervous around new people all of a sudden. My thoughts race and I clam up or say something weird. My old therapist, Karen, a woman, says that it's basic social <laughs> anxiety, which I have meds for. Ah, uh, what meds? Uh, 50 milligrams of Ativan. May I see? Mary fetches a pill bottle from her purse, hands it to Mark. Basic SSRI. Mellows me out. I've been on and off it for... As Mary speaks, her voice echo <sighs> intensifies until Mark can't bear it. <sighs> he hurls the pill bottle across the room and smashes against the wall. <laughs> Pills everywhere. <sighs> what? What? Wildly rude. You don't need those. That's like 250 bucks, man. Her voice echo wavers and stutters, then disappears. Well, consider those bucks back in your bucks pocket. <laughs> don't need that junk, Samantha. Mary, I'm only here because <laughs> it seemed like this came free with my membership. Can you feel your voice already clearing? Can you feel that? <laughs> Just close your eyes, please. Mary, pretty mad about the pills, closes her eyes. <laughs> Here's my patented relaxation tool. The micro-nap. Chiron. Chiron. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Micro, micro-nap. Trademarked with some dumb link like the Mark Lembeck technique dot org forward slash micronaps. <laughs> micronaps are three to four second bursts of oh, REM sleep oh that, when perfected, can be executed anywhere, even surfing. Chiron, uh, even surfing. <laughs> <laughs> but now Mark's voice starts to echo. Three seconds of sleep? Oh, about the echo. Oh, dear. Uh, warped echo swells in intensity. Worse than ever. Hearing the many fractured tones and reverb of his own voice starts to freak Mark out. Panicking? To calm himself, <laughs> Mark, Mark closes his eyes and instantly introduces Micronap. <laughs> Swoosh to Micronap dream sweet sequence. Oh, Mark's oh dream God. vision. Against a calm, dreamy color palette, we hear a horrible, rhythmic table snapping sound. Snap, snap, snap. A blurry image appears and gradually comes into focus. The distorted, almost the face of Glenn Close <laughs> and as Albert nods. Dr. Lembeck. Dr. Lembeck. Dr. Lembeck. Swoosh to interior activity room D, continuous. Objective reality. Mark, knees huddled up tight, unconscious oh. in his chair. Oh. Kate tries to wake him. Back, Dr. Lembeck. This happens sometimes. A handful of staffers back up in the hallway with exercise ball racks. He threw my meds. Mark's eyes suddenly <laughs> pop open. And that is a micro-nap. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Just four seconds out of my day, and I'm completely revived. You've been out for like ten minutes. <laughs> Macro-micro-nap. <laughs> Mark, Yanni actually needs this room for a few things, so why don't... But you said I have it until I know, the... but I was hoping you oh. could make an exception for today only because... Fine. Although, let the record show, I feel both displaced and displeased. <laughs> Samantha and I shall continue our work in the field. <laughs> Mark goes to stand, but his foot's asleep, and he immediately collapses to the ground. Ah, oh, Mark. Look at all this must. No wonder my tummy hurts. Mar Mary, annoyed, gathers her meds off the musty floor. Cut to interior CCTV lair. Moments later, CCTV monitor shows Mark in the hallway addressing camera as Mary stands near, observing some caterers setting up a coat rack. 
Slide over to another monitor. On it, Yoni paces in a different hallway. Interior MCCC hallway continuous. Yoni paces, reviewing speech notes on a speech notes on his yellow legal pad. October twenty seventh, Ghoul's Night. November twenty fourth, Turkey Trot. December eleventh, Winter Sing. He peers down the hall at some caterers preparing dessert. He walks towards them. Smells too delicious, gang. Mmm. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Yoni turns the corner, walks past luncheon banners, name tags, gift bags. He darts into activity room D. Interior MCCC activity room D continuous. Room is vacant. Yoni stares at Mark's chair and glass of water. Approaches, runs his fingers over the back of the chair, sits in it. Closes his eyes and just breathes it in. Slowly pan out to reveal the many, many, many racks of exercise balls in the room as well. An absurd amount. (laughs) They surround him. So, so many. (laughs) Yoni opens his eyes, chugs Mark's glass of water, and walks back into the interior MCCC hallway continuous. Dessert caterer is still there working. As he passes... Smells too delicious, gang. Mmm. <laughs> they look at him weird. Mm, uh, yeah. Sure, Thank you. Yeah, no, we know. He drops the smile and enters his interior CCTV lair. Continuous. <laughs> Windowless nook with all the CCTV screens. Home base. Yoni takes his seat, revisits his pasta, and surveys the domain. <laughs> Staff finishing uh, lunch and prep. Valet re- guy ready in the parking lot. Exercise ball sitting in Mark's office. All is well. On the lobby cam... Mark walks Mary out uh, when he suddenly stops, scans the bulletin board. His free therapy flyers are missing. Mark approaches the front desk to complain. Yoni clocks Mark's frustration with a faint smile. Yoni goes back to his speech notes. Tucked inside his yellow legal pad are all of Mark's pull-tab flyers. Cut to exterior MCCC front entrance today. Mark stands outside. Addressing camera. Today's patient had no friends, was understandably concerned she was dull, appeared sallow in the cheek, and didn't seem to exhibit much... Dr. Lembeck! Snap to objective. Mary's standing right next to Mark, insulted, <laughs> coat on, ready to go home. Dr. Lembeck. Kate jogs down those front steps as a car pulls up to the curb. Uber? Yep. Great. <laughs> Dr. Lembeck, how about you go for a drive for the next little bit? Kate ushers Mark into the back seat. Charlie suddenly approaches. Mary! What? What is happening? Aren't these yours? He hands her some loose pills. They were, like, under a file cabinet somehow. Holy crud, thanks. Oh, my God. She couldn't be blushing harder. Cute. It's okay. Relax. I totally will. I totally will relax. You're the best ever, Charlie Hewlson. It's, it's just Hewson, no L. <laughs> Charlie trots back inside, Mary frozen in humil excitement. <laughs> nice. Uh, Mark's Uber drives off, passing an arriving cluster of board members. Mr. and Mrs. Rosowski, Miss Conklin, welcome. Hi there, Kate. How are you? Better now that you guys are here. Board members eat it up. Kate is such a pro. Cut to interior fancy car back seat continuous. Luxurious leather interior. Classical music softly plays. Let's take a look at today's GURP. (laughs) Goal. Alert patient to voice warping properties of pill drugs. Intervention. Lead patient in patented micronap. And it is patented, so if you micronap at home, A, fantastic, and B, consider sending appropriate compensation. Ten bucks a nap? Twenty? Whatever you think is fair. Thirty bucks? You tell me. I also accept edible arrangements. Response. Patient appeared to have relaxed interaction with Tall Sean from the weight room. Mm. Plan. Demand additional flyers be made for the lobby, for the lobby bulletin board. I mean, come on. Snap to objective. Mark sits in the back... Uh, of a rundown Honda Civic, sadly circling the vacant par- back parking lot near the freight and elevators. Long silence. Is Close the only female, Glenn? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bird's eye view of them driving in slow, sad circles. Oh, all this must in my mouth. Oh, oh. Cut to interior gym later. Yoni stands proudly at the podium, giving a speech to a packed room. And October 27th <laughs> is Ghoul's Night, and November 24th <laughs> is Turkey Trot. 
And December 11th is winter. The gym doors fly open, and everyone turns to see Mark, pants weirdly ripped, standing at the entrance. <laughs> Yoni's face drops. He looks at Kate like, but how? And Kate shrugs. Has anyone seen a toothbrush? I thought it was in my pants, but no. Oh. <laughs> Murmurs from the crowd. <laughs> Board members disturbed by this apparent homeless man. <laughs> Yoni slyly gestures to Kate, who grabs Mark and hurriedly, uh, or hurries him into the adjacent activity room D. And December 11th is winter sing, <laughs> but he's lost the audience. Suddenly, exercise balls start flying into the gym from room D. Mark is causing a commotion, hunting for his toothbrush. I just want to brush all this must out of my mouth. Groans of disgust. <laughs> Some board members even get up to leave, oh. giving Yoni disapproving looks on the way out. Luncheon ruined. Yoni takes a deep breath. Touche, Dr. Lumbeck. <laughs> Touche. As Yoni watches people file out, exercise balls continue to be hurled into the gym, hitting some of the guests sometimes. And that's the oh, end of that experience. Yeah. Dr. Lumbeck. I suppose, I know. I guess in, in the way of context, I should have kind of set up that Yoni is like the manager at the rec center. He's sort of this weird villainous type character who is like <laughs> yes. monitoring and spying on Mark for reasons that are kind of unknown. And CCTV lair. He's sort of the villain. I would Austin. encourage all the listeners of No Joke to... To watch the Mark yeah. Lambeck technique on YouTube, I assume. Uh, I th- is well, it on YouTube? Did they put it up somewhere? It's on the Adult Swim website. Okay, there you go. So if you fish around AdultSwim.com, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find the Mark Lambeck technique, the yeah. pilot that we shot. Yeah. Jason Alexander plays Mark Lambeck. Oh wow! No way! <laughs> yeah. That's oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, actually, yeah, I think yeah. I'll really get a kick out of watching yeah. that and then listening to that again. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you get double the clicks. Double the clicks. <laughs> that, that, that guarantees us a two-click no-joke day. And Riley, as someone as an executive at CBS, you know how important clicks are. Oh, very important. Incredibly. We right. love clicks here at CBS. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, exactly. Well, here at HeadGum, we love you dudes, and thank you so much for contributing. Jeff yeah, and Riley, thank you so much, thank much for so helping much us out with this. This was so kind of you to help us out. Yeah, yeah this was uh, definitely a different episode for us, but a lot of fun. Yeah. For the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafiri. I'm Adam Lustig. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>